Good afternoon. This is your host, John, of The Research Review, creating a platform to connect and to inspire. I'm here with another excellent guest today, Grace. Hello. (laughs) And we're coming at you from Akron Children's Hospital for our second episode in this location. It's good to get out and to see the world, leave the studio. I just got two new microphones, so we're now mobile. So, Grace, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and uh, some of your ambitions. So, I am a incoming junior at the University of Akron, and I'm also a student athlete, so I'm on the track team, and I'm majoring in biomedical science with the hopes to potentially pursue a career in the medical field. Um, this summer, I had the opportunity to explore different professional tracks and as of now, I'm kind of considering going to medical school, mm-hmm. so we'll see if that changes in the next couple months, but I'm going to start studying for the MCAT now, so that's kind of a little snapshot. That's awesome. Now, I remember I was talking to you, like, we're, so we're in the uh, SPRS program at, at Akron Children's Hospital, Summer Pediatric Research Scholars, and it's been a really mind-opening experience for me having the opportunity to work with all of these professionals in the healthcare field and to be around such um, you know, amazing, like-minded people such as yourself. And I remember talking to you at the beginning of the program, and you said you were contemplating uh, PA Mm -hmm. more. And you kind of went back and forth, PA, medical, PA, medical. And it sounds like now you're really focused on uh, medicine, pre-medicine. What shifted your perspective? I wouldn't say my perspective really um, shifted. It's just as I was shadowing the PA versus the MD, I really enjoyed the MD day-to-day life. I, for, for I guess my initial like hesitation to become an to become a doctor was the amount of schooling. So that was what was really lot. holding me back. Yeah, and after just talking with everyone and um, kind of exploring that option, I just I realized that. I shouldn't let school hold me back, mm-hmm. and I do really enjoy learning things about the medical field, so yeah. I think I should just do it, and I won't have any regrets, so I feel like if I didn't do it, I would probably regret it down the line. Yeah, no, that's that's a um, that's a great answer. That's exactly, I think, where I'm at right now, too. S- school can be intimidating, mm-hmm. um, even now, because it's hard now, Yeah, and especially for you, because you mentioned earlier that you're a student athlete, so you're balancing two very strenuous things one for the mind and one for the body that both take up a lot of time. So how would you say, and that's something that's very unique, you know, for a pre-medical student. So how would you say that you balance that? Oh, balancing that is definitely an ongoing learning experience. <laughs> um, it was definitely a hard shift in my life coming to college. Um, I moved away from home, so I grew up in Pennsylvania, actually. Really? So that's two hours away from Akron. And I moved to Akron my freshman year, Mm -hmm. and I was still kind of a baby because you're on your own for the first time. You have to learn how to, like, do your laundry, like, on your own. Like, time managed to eat food. I still mess up my laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was just a whole learning experience. And then you don't have your parents there to, like, kind of, like, keep you in line and in order when you should do things. So my freshman year was definitely harder to, like, balance school and athletics. Mm -hmm. Um but last year, it was an easier experience because I was already used to time managing like life, and then I could balance school better, and then I could balance track better. Right. Usually, we have like two practices a day, 
So two days, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is during the whole school year, or is this during in season? Um, pretty much the whole school year, just because I do cross country as well. Right. So that's the fall, so and then indoor season, and then outdoor season. So it's a year round thing. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's <laughs> so wild. you start like the week before school starts is mandatory, mm-hmm. and then that's camp, and it's all fun, and then you start into practice, and then school starts, and then that lasts until. I want to say like the first week of November right. is like the last week of cross country. And then you kind of like dive right into track training. So that kind of starts December-ish, at least for me. Like we kind of have like a little bit of downtime between like we'll taper off on our training. Mm-hmm. But then indoor starts and then goes right into outdoor. So there's really no no breaks. Yeah, <laughs> We even like practice over spring break and everything. So that That's hard. That has to be like a lot, a lot of pressure. Because yeah. you always have, not only are you always training, but you always have races, you always have events that you need to perform at. Mm-hmm. And then plus two with all these, you know, the standardized tests and you, you said you're starting for the MCAT pretty yeah. soon. <laughs> so it's like you're always, always expected to perform. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a really interesting situation to be in. If you were to share a piece of advice with incoming pre-medical student athletes specifically, what do you think that would be? To not let your busy schedule kind of, like, define your happiness. Um, There is times whenever I'll get in over my head and Mm -hmm. I'm just so busy with everything. It's, like, midterms or finals and I'm panicking because I have two-a-day practices and I'm going to practice. I'm just going through the motions. And I would say it's just enjoy the moment and don't let those things stress you out so much that it impacts the things in your life that you are doing for enjoyment. So... Just remember that you're doing those, these things because you like doing them and not because mm-hmm. you have to do them. Because I feel when you get in, in over your head, your mindset shifts to, oh, I have to go to practice or right. like I have to study. Right. I think it's important to remember that you do enjoy these things and it'll kind of help you take back on your stress levels. Mm-hmm. You reminded me of our last didactic or two didactics ago uh, where we had the one doctor come in who was certified in Reiki. Mm-hmm. And she talked to us about managing stress in intense situations when we feel like we're getting over our heads and when we feel like we're getting overwhelmed. Yeah. And she had us like write down a list of stuff that we did. Mm-hmm. Two of my biggest things. I go for a run. Mm-hmm. So, well, you go for a run every single day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I do. Twice I, a day. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll find a new park um, and I'll find new music. So mm-hmm. I'll sit in there like 30 minutes before and find like a whole list of new songs and then drive to a new park, go for a run. And then afterwards or the next morning before like the big thing, I take like an hour long shower and I just love it. Yeah. Hot, cold, hot, cold, hour long <laughs> shower. And those are just like really weird things, but they're things that really help me like focus better in times of stress. Are, are there any specific things that you wrote out on your paper? Um, oh man, let me think. I wrote out something good, but I forget what it was. I know. I wish I had it. Cause there's definitely something else that I put that I, I thought about have during paper. that. But I was like, that's why I took a minute to think. I think I might've wrote down like comfort food. Mm-hmm. Um, Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That happens way too often. <laughs> that is when I procrastinate and it yeah. is nine o'clock at night. And I haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> I swear I'm good at time managing. <laughs> I really like, um, ice cream so like at night i'll have like a huge bowl of ice cream and then i'll take my like hour and then like wind down before bed so i don't really like to do homework past 
like 11 30 mm-hmm. just because i need a little bit of time before bed to like wind down and i don't want to stay up all night doing work so i guess this past year i've gotten really better at like time managing throughout the week so then i can kind of have a better bedtime and like a better sense of self with my ice cream at night my comfort <laughs> food and my comfy pajamas and watching a tv show or something so. yeah get get cozy yeah get cozy keep up with sleep take mm-hmm. care of yourself and ice cream yeah uh hunter and i we actually went to lunch yesterday together um after our practice session and this is also our last day in the hospital today Mm, well we're both going to be continuing our our projects Mm -hmm. but um in terms of like day-to-day routine coming in all dressed up in a suit and everything (laughs) and getting free food we had free food um yeah, shout out. Yeah, no, those like actually came in really, really clutch because Definitely. all summer I was living off of chicken patties and tortillas. Like <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I took, I heated up a chicken patty, put it in a tortilla, put on um, ketchup, hot sauce if I was feeling like I needed to add a little bit of like pizzazz or something like that, um, and then pretzels. But we, we got a free meal when we came into Akron. And Hunter and I, we've said since it's like our last day together, we're going to get ice cream. So we got ice cream at the cafeteria. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I didn't know they had ice cream. Mm-hmm. They have it like in the little cooler. Oh. They have like the, they have the cups, they have the cones, they have oh, the bars, they have the sandwiches. Okay. We, we could go check it I out. I need to do that today then. Yes. I want to get ice cream and I want to get cake too because they have cake in there. I'm not yeah. Skip oh, the cakes and the pies. Yeah. It looks so, so good. But I just like never like went around to it because it, it was like after that, then I just crash. Mm-hmm. It's like not, not in like the focused mindset. Um, and get a t-shirt. Yes. Go to the gift shop and get a t-shirt. They're like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I know you, you've been doing like, you've been doing research here, but mm-hmm. have you been doing any research over at Akron? So right now, I guess we'll just talk about the past. So like in the past, okay. I have not gotten involved in any research. Um, Akron does have wonderful opportunities to, um, kind of get involved into research with like tiered mentoring and, other sorts of things they have um, with the professors, but with track, I never had the time to like, I guess, apply for those yeah. positions and like try to figure out a schedule. And I just I haven't like looked into it yet. But this year is definitely something something I'm going to be um, investigating further, mm-hmm. just because I do enjoy research. And after this experience, it'd be something I want to continue. Down yeah, the, down the timeline. So. I mean, you're already back to back to back with time, with yeah. school and sports. I can imagine when, you know, talking about time management and self-care, adding the research on top of that would just sort of work against you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where I would fit it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would want to fit it. It'd be something I'd have to investigate, especially whenever we dive into practices and we have the morning practice and then the, after, the evening practice. Yeah. And then we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I like to... Um, think of my time age management as cups and marbles mm-hmm. so we all have a certain amount of marbles and we choose which cups that we take and we choose how many marbles we put into each cup and then there was some professor he did a lecture yeah because often like, wait what sorry okay, go no, ahead. You go. <laughs> I was you go. oftentimes we get so consumed with our busy schedules we forget that we're humans and we need to go out and have fun with our friends uh, every now and again just to kind of like reset and um, mm-hmm. just have a good day instead of a day full of work or like all your busy things in your schedule. Yeah. Cause I often like put off doing things with my friends or like going to get dinner with them even, or 
just going to other like social events i often just i say oh i'm just too tired right now my schedule's too busy instead mm-hmm. of like giving myself that like um ability to go and have fun with my friends because there's a short period of time where you're allowed to like go hang out go get dinner with them catch up like you're not going to have that like 20 years down the line because you probably won't even see them again mm-hmm. and that seems like a very common theme every time i talk to uh people on the same track involved in healthcare or pre-involved in healthcare professions there's always like that i'm going to sacrifice my time with friends or i'm going to sacrifice my time with self-care because I believe putting forth all my effort into work mm-hmm. or what would be on paper is what's going to be beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. But, and I think a lot of us have tried that out, but a lot of us have revisited that and realized taking just a couple hours a week and spending time with friends. Cause like mm-hmm. you said, you probably won't see them again, yeah. you know, and actually enjoying the moment that you're in right now, jo- learning how to enjoy the process is what's really going to make a difference in your performance. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. That's true. It's a long road. And if you just put your head down and don't, and like, only look for the future, only work for the future, and don't realize that, like, you're a person now, that's really going to work against you. You need to learn how to, like, live in that process. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You need to have uh, marbles in all of your cups instead of just two of them. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, be be a be a well-rounded person. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's something that we should focus on more. The ability to shadow all of these doctors here, I think, has helped me become a more well-rounded person mm-hmm. in my goals in the healthcare field. Yeah, definitely. I could agree with that. Because mm-hmm. we got to shadow nurses, uh, physicians' assistants, doctors, my mentors, and MD PhD, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, and multi- <laughs> multiple different departments. And so originally, like, I wanted to go into psychiatry and I still, I still do like psychiatry, but, and I know when I do rotations, this is what the residents told me, you know, it's always going to change, always going to change based on who you're working with and what you see, but it gives me more things to aim for and it's opened up my interest to more specialties. Mm -hmm. Now, after like all of your shadowing, what would you say as of now, what kind of doctor would you want to be? As of now, okay, so it's going to be kind of cliche because Uh this internship was at a children's hospital, but (laughs) I really like pediatrics, so, and I had a really good experience growing up with my pediatrician, so um, I always kind of wanted to be a pediatrician in some ways, but coming to this program, it really showed me, like, everything that a pediatrician does, and it's kind of more than I ever could have imagined, and it is definitely something that inspires me for my future. So it's probably one of my top choices. It's either that or maybe something with orthopedics just because I do have like a really high sports background. Yeah. Everyone with sport with a sports background always wants to go into ortho. Yeah, I know. You're and that an, is so stereotypical. Ortho, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. Um, I did shadow with them this summer and it was it was a great experience. I loved the outpatient clinic yeah. that I got to observe with um, Dr. Schrader. So that would, was a good time. Would you say that that was your favorite, like your favorite experience, your um, shadowing experience? It was probably one of my top ones, I would say, for sure. It's just something I really enjoy. So it was cool to kind of see all the different types of cases that come in and out of orthopedics. That's not just sports related, but um, related in other other physiological ways. I really liked pathology. 
Okay. Yeah. I didn't get to shadow with them. I wanted to, but I just ran out of time. They were really, really nice. Kiara and I, we, we went together, and they planned out a whole itinerary for us. We got to meet with multiple doctors, and they sat down, and they, like, took the time to show us, like, all the sides, explain everything. We got to sit in on conferences, and... It was really interesting to tour the lab and to see the whole process that goes into, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. It's, they remind me, they're like the doctor's doctor in a way. Yeah. The only downside is I would miss seeing patients. Yeah, that's very true. Every single day. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that would be the one downside to working in pathology. Um, But I know what you mean by pediatrics. mm -hmm. And I didn't think, I I just liked Akron Children's. Uh, I didn't really have a preference with adults or like pediatrics. But Ak- Akron Children's, I followed them on uh, social media for a while. And whoever runs the social media page does a really good job. Yeah, I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, actually got me interested, I think, in the hospital the most. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I was like, I just want to go to Akron Children's. And I never really thought about becoming a pediatrician. But I have to say, it is a much better vibe working in a children's hospital than an adult hospital. Mm-hmm. Like everything is just so much brighter here. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Every, everyone smiles, everyone waves, everyone's nice. There's a ball machine. Mm-hmm. Even w- the patients are happy mm-hmm. usually. <laughs> yeah, or they're like running around doing something funny. You yeah. got people dressed up as superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, ponies. Oh yeah, and the dogs. And the dogs. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I met a dog yesterday. He was really sweet. Um, and they're pettable dogs too, because mm-hmm. you have the service dogs, which you're not supposed to pet. They have a best selling that say do not pet. And then you have you have the support dogs, mm-hmm, the emotional you, support ones. Yeah, yeah, which you which you need to pet. Like yeah, you, you have to. You can't walk by them and not pet them. Yeah. And like I didn't know that at first because you know, I never had a support dog. Yeah. So like when I w- it was like one of my first days here and I was walking into the volunteer office and there was like a little yippy. <laughs> and he was he was sitting in the chair and I, and I walk by him and then he just yaps at me and then I walk by him again and he yaps at me every time I walk by him he start yelling at me and and then they were like they were like he's mad at you because like you're not petting him and I, was, I didn't know I was allowed to yeah usually whenever you see dogs in like hospitals or even like out and about you're not supposed to pet them so it is it was like kind of interesting to see, to see people petting them, but it was kind of cool because it definitely could help with the mental health of people who are in the hospital because yeah. it definitely brightens up my day. So I couldn't imagine, or I, I could only imagine how good it makes those children feel. Yeah. Like it, when they see a dog come into their room and just really brightens up their day. Do, do you have any pets at home? Um, in Akron, no, because my landlord doesn't allow it. Well, yeah, but like but your home home. Yeah, back home in Pennsylvania, I have two cats, so mm-hmm. I'm a cat person. Wait, really? I have yeah. two cats. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, what, what kind of cats? Um, just like a mix of everything. Like, they were born cats. Like, I, oh, okay. I would say they're tabbies and calico mix, but mm-hmm. having a dog would be cool to, like, travel with. Like, I always kind of wanted one to run with because yeah, it would pacer. be a good companion. Yeah, because um, it does suck running alone. So maybe when I'm older... And I'm like 30 or something. If I'm still running long distance, maybe I'll get like a good running dog or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. Wait, do you still want to? Do you still want to run after college? Do you think? Um. Yeah, I feel like I'll always run just because at this point I've been doing track for over 10 years, so it's just like ingrained in yeah. my like day to day life. And I feel like if I stop running, then a part of me would always feel missing. So I feel like I will continue to run. Um, maybe I'll get into triathlons. Um. Just think about it. Because you bike now. Yeah. Well, you, got, you got the foot now. I just got to learn how to swim. Yeah. No, I can swim, but like swimming with form, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that that's like the hardest part, I think, of like the mm-hmm. triathlon. 
Because it's like two. Well, well, it depends what the triathlon is. I know, like with an Ironman, would you ever do an Ironman? Oh man, I don't know. Those are that's like a that's a marathon and how many miles of swimming is it? Like five? Two. Oh, two. But it's like right. It's like, some it's like right in the beginning, and it's like yeah. in the ocean. Yeah. So you have like the 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 waves, and um, every like you just all run. Everyone just jumps in the ocean. Yeah. And it's just like side by side each other. But it's like that's like the crucial part because it determines like where you where your place is. Because right after that, you, then you hop in on the bikes. Yeah, and that's pretty much that's like, the chunk of the race yeah. is the bikes, and then you have to finish with the marathon. Yeah. I don't know about uh, that. It'd be so weird hopping off a bike. And then just going straight into running. Your legs are tight from sitting on your bike for that long. It's a long bike, too. Mm-hmm. It'd be weird. Yeah. Weird transition. But it could be cool. So that's something <laughs> I'm thinking about in the future. Think we'll about see. It. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll be racing against you one day. Yeah. I, um, I always wanted to do I always wanted to do an Ironman. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. They have it in Hawaii. The, is that the Ultra Ironman or something? What's like oh, the those are crazy, the Ultra it's Ironmans. Like, those are even longer. I fi- after I finished cross country in high school... I got into, I wanted to do an ultra marathon. So I did this one in Northeast Ohio. It's called the Fool's Race. Mm, and okay. so it was a 32 and it was, it was through the woods and that sucked, <laughs> but the training was fun. Yeah. I really like the training for ultras because it's like long distance, slow paced Yeah, and you train on trails. Yeah. I on love elevation trails. and trails. Yeah. That was my favorite part about running was spending that time out in like nature definitely yeah it just brings you closer to your surroundings and it's all peaceful especially when you're not in the city running around akron is kind of sucky because yeah. it's just like the city and then the university and then suburbs or suburbs whatever you want to call it <laughs> whatever you want to call that mess over there i know there's no there's no scenery but, yeah but if you go to the towpath which we are very blessed to have here in akron um for a long distance running especially mm-hmm. yeah it's much prettier down there especially yeah. if you like drive up to like the ira trailhead i forget what direction that is. is that north i think it's north from here yeah north um yeah definitely north but yeah you go there and that trail is so beautiful so there's a lot to see there when you're running i mean it is flat which sucks but you're still looking at the trees and you're seeing all the animals and hearing all the birds and stuff and you're not hearing a bunch of cars drive past you <laughs> if you go to ira <laughs> yeah I, mean, I don't like the cars too because then you feel like everyone's looking at you oh definitely yeah. that's the worst Back to the dogs. I feel like I'm gonna get a dog when I go to med school. Now I think now I'm like actually yeah, thinking a little about companion. it. I need something like that. Where where are you thinking about going to med school? Oh man, I have not thought that far ahead. No. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um, definitely somewhere like on the east coast or like on the east side of the country. Um, I don't think I'll go west. Um, that's just too far. I mean, I would like to branch out and try a new state maybe. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where I end up. I'm kind of like doing some research right now like comparing cost and yeah, comparing um different prereqs and certain things so mm-hmm. that's my adventure right now um the M- with the the cool thing i learned about the md phd program is that you will get a majority of your med school paid for yes mm-hmm. and you typically get a stipend because like you do research on the side um would you ever consider something like that um, probably not <laughs> just because I want to kind of, sorry, be done with mm-hmm. school. No, I get you. Um, <laughs> like what is like the traditional, like mid thirties getting out. Yeah. Of um, med school. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be done around then because I do want to have a family one day as much as it would be cool to kind of like research and do medical school. It's just, 
I just don't see that fitting in like what I want out of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now I'm just going to stick to the, a clinical um, education. No, I totally get you. Yeah. And especially too, like I, I know personally I'm thinking about taking uh, a gap year or two mm-hmm. before starting medical school and maybe doing something fun. I'm thinking about it, but it's just, yeah, that time. Yeah. It's like you want to get out there and you want to start working. Yeah. Definitely. If you had two gap years <sighs> and money wasn't an issue you could do anything what would you spend those two years on oh, and you already got accepted in your top med school so there's no reason so to do i don't it. have to like continue building a resume or no anything? you don't need to do okay. that you just do like what whatever do? you want to do for two years and it's completely paid for what would, would you do definitely travel to like every place i've ever wanted to go so i would probably go to europe i've never been to europe um i would be interested in doing like a bike packing kind of yeah. like tour maybe like just biking everywhere like because i feel like if you bike you can see all the views and like get all the roads like in the countrysides of mm-hmm. like um like you, the europe country you Euro- tra- european countries you travel more ground than running yes yeah. yeah definitely so that's something i would consider just like going to like france or italy or all those places and just like tasting all the food because i'm a big food person mm-hmm. um i really like cheese so <laughs> i would love to taste all the cheese in france yeah and um I kind of want to go to Greece one day, too. Um, I love Mediterranean food, so that's on my bucket list. So I'd probably, like, hit up all those places in, like, those two years and just kind of see the world and learn about all those different areas and all the different fun things that they do that you that, that the U.S. doesn't or certain things. Um, just kind of get experience in yeah. those cultures. So that's that cool. could be cool. You say Mediterranean food's, like, your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would like Johnny's Gyros. I, I have an idea notebook, right? Okay. And so it's about this big, and it's a list of ideas that, like, I've came up with since, like, the middle of high school. So during the pandemic, this was when I was doing ultra marathon, like, training. Mm-hmm. I was, like, in the middle of just, like, this, like, n- just, like, nowhere. And then I go on Yelp, and I try and find places. And I find this little shack just, like, on the side of the road. It's about as big as this room. Mm-hmm. Not, like, a 9 by 9 shack. And they sell mediterranean food very similar to how chipotle does it okay yeah and i was like what you think about chipotle and they took they took mexican food and they made it convenient customizable and a little bit of americanized what if we do the same thing with uh mediterranean food and Mm -hmm. so you can either do the bowl or the gyro or euro whatever you call it and then instead of tortilla chips, you have pita chips. And then like toppings, you have all those caramelized vegetables that mm-hmm. you can throw on. As a dessert, you have baklava. It would be like a Mediterranean version of Chipotle. Yeah, they should do that. Yeah. Because like that's a very successful um, um, supply line or yeah. whatever it's called. I was thinking about taking a gap year before uh, starting undergrad and then mm-hmm. getting a food truck. Oh, that could be cool. Calling it Johnny's Gyros. <laughs> yes. Hey, it might take off. You don't need medical school anymore. <laughs> Maybe. So if, if anyone wants to fund Grace's bike trip excursion to Europe or my Mediterranean food truck, <laughs> please let us know. Yeah, give let me, us know. Give me a holler. We need, we need money. <laughs> I'll send you my Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you had, you think, one more piece of advice to share with the world, what would it be? I guess for people deciding on, I guess, what major or what they want to do with their life, um, coming out of high school and going into college or whatever decision they're making, um, I think it's important that 
they don't feel the pressure around them to make a decision based on what would please other people. Um, instead, I, I would hope that people um, would pick something because it'll make them happy down the line. And it, they won't live the rest of their life hating what they do for the rest of their life. So it would be, I guess, my best advice to just like take your time and not be stressed out about what everyone's pressuring you, pressuring on you, around you, or rushing you to make these decisions when you're freshly 18 years old (laughs) out of high school so just make sure it's something that's going to make you happy and just take your time um there's really no one-way track into what you're going to do for the rest of your life so there's no wrong answer and people like to tell you that there is wrong answers but it all work out so i guess that's my advice yeah (laughs) thank you thank you for sharing that yeah it's your life do what you want with it Definitely. That's my grandpa always tells me. He's like, find something that'll make you happy. So mm-hmm. I like to pass it on. Yeah. Well, Grace, it's been really awesome having you on, yeah. on the Thank show. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, and good luck on the presentations tomorrow. Thank you. I'm really excited. Yeah. So. Well, when this is published, it won't be tomorrow, but oh. tomorrow, like tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tomorrow as in August 9th of yeah. 2023. Yeah. We're going to do, do great. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear everyone's projects and kind of everything that they did over the summer. Um, I'm excited to kind of like put a close on it um, and show my preliminary findings with um, the audience. So it should be should be a good time. It'll be fun. This is your host, John, of the Research Review, creating a platform to connect and to inspire. Peace out.